0: hello everybody and welcome back to the tome travelers a science fiction fantasy book club podcast dylan's tried to mouth along with my intro <laughs> <laughs> well, i think i i i beat him to it um this is episode 18 we are finishing up six of crows which i swear i just had the book on me here it is right here six of crows oh, by oh. Leigh Bardugo. uh we just finished it um and so major spoiler warning for the book if you haven't read it go read it and then listen to our previous episodes so you can get caught up on our discussion and our thoughts on the book. Um, we're going to go ahead and announce next month's book, which is Dylan no, it's, uh, Whitson. Whitson.
1: Yeah. The Black Prism by Brent Weeks. Black Prism
0: by Brent Weeks, which I don't have a copy of that, so I can't show it. But uh, we're reading chapter one next week, right? Mm-hmm. Chapter or one. Next month, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, if you want to read along with us, go ahead and grab yourself a copy or the audiobook and listen along, read along with us. Quick announcement is our Discord. As always, the description is in the bottom of the YouTube video in the description. Um, and so if you want to join and be a part of our community, join up the Discord. Send us a ping. Say what's up. Say hi. Hello. How you doing? We, we Submit we, a fantasy question. Submit a please. fantasy question. <laughs> um, speaking of fantasy questions, our fantasy question this episode is... What is your favorite or who is your favorite superhero? So I'll let one of y'all take this first.
1: Uh I mean I can go first. Um go mine is Q from Justice League Unlimited. I thought it was Batman. Okay. Any Uh he's up there. He's up there. I, I like uh I usually like characters who aren't um aren't powered. Iron Man, Batman. The Q is uh, just one of the more interesting ones. He's kind of like Rorschach a little bit. Uh, he's in the same vein. That's Rorschach's out there too. Yeah. Just clever humans competing with people with godlike power. Gold to me.
0: Yeah. What about you, Dylan?
2: I've always been a big uh, Robin fan, but specifically okay. uh, Dick Grayson. So it goes into Nightwing. So Nightwing right. and Dick Grayson
0: Robin. Yeah, because um, there's. Who are the different Robins? It's Dick Grayson and
1: Tim Drake there's and Tim Drake, Dick Grayson. Uh, Damien Wayne. Damien Wayne, Wayne. Yeah, Damian. And Wayne. uh Jason Todd. Yeah, and Jason yeah. Todd. And then the the girl. Um Yeah, she I think she's only in um Oh gosh, why can I not remember it's the there's like the Bat Who I'm la- not the Bat Who Laughs. The killing joke, um when Joker goes on like a homicidal rampage and like Batman's an old man um uh, dark knight returns uh the comic not the movie Yep. Yeah. is that
0: right have you uh have you seen the uh like the live action titans tv show because that i'm yeah. pretty sure that's dick grayson dude it's a solid yeah, it's dick grayson. solid solid
1: super yeah yeah the uh the dark knight returns uh frank miller yeah that's i really cool.
2: like all the robins like they all like like when jason todd becomes red hood that's pretty cool and tim drake's really just really smart like he's a really good detective yeah Damian wayne's just uh, a badass
1: kate or, kane kate kane and blue jay uh batwoman and blue jay yeah. that was an awesome awesome run if uh, any comic book nerds haven't read that really good yeah one of my one of the first
2: batman movies i watched was the one with uh riddler and two-face uh who was Batman? <laughs> i think it was, was it... um it was val kilmer in that one, was,
1: was that one about Kilmer? And then uh, it had Rob and It had uh, no, like an old. Was that one George Clooney? Was that the fourth, first George Clooney Batman? That, I think that was Clooney. That might have getting Clooney. lost in the sauce. Uh, but yeah, Batman's cool. <laughs> but anyways, that was one of the first ones I watched movie. <laughs> Yeah, no,
0: fair enough. Um, I think my favorite superhero. I have just always been an Aquaman fan. And so, like, when I was a little kid, I would wake up early before school so I could watch the Aquaman cartoon, and then, like, I have some Aquaman comic books that I've read, and then Jason Momoa's Aquaman. I just love Aquaman. I'm literally in a D&D campaign right now where I'm playing a Triton Paladin, and I'm basically just Aquaman. So... I just... But I, just, I love them Basically, we're all agreeing that DC's better than... 100%. <laughs> I'm, I'm in this boat people will hate me but i'm 100 in this boat
1: man that's tough i don't know it, it depends comic books or movies because like marvel's movies are way better oh well yeah no i mean comic i mean well i mean just yeah.
2: universes in general it's like yeah.
1: Mar- marvel's movies are way better yeah well, marvel's comics it, are like... More like hit or miss for me like they're either insanely good like incredible or like not that great right and DC, I think, is more, like, closer to the their baseline, usually, which is a little bit higher, I think. I, th-
0: I just think, though, it's, like, comparing, like, all, all forms of medium, it's, like, yes, Marvel has the best movies, but I think DC has the better animated shows. Oh, yeah. Arguably, oh, yeah. the live-action shows, better video games, better comic books, like, better... There, there's more better DC than there is Marvel, and so I just think DC's better.
1: Yeah some spider-man runs make marvel like oh yeah uh, it, superior spider-man puts marvel like way up there for me i fucking love yeah. superior spider-man like doc ock takes over peter parker's body and just yeah. becomes like a warlord so good
0: oh my gosh we should do a uh like a bonus episode where we review a comic run or something like that that'd be fun
1: oh yeah my buddy baron is an encyclopedia on comic books
0: i'll bet uh,
1: he... Yeah, he's got a show called blurred cave uh somebody or anybody who's interested in comics check it out Uh it's black nerd it's him and one of his buddies in la um and they have like they have interesting takes on like video games and comics and stuff but encyclopedic knowledge of comics
0: that's dope um but yeah uh so that's our fantasy question if you have your own fantasy question that you want us answered please 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 please, please comment it down below or join the discord and send us a message on there um so we can get to answering yours on the podcast uh but with that we're gonna go ahead and jump into episode 18 of the tome travelers all right um dylan are you hitting us with the synopsis this episode
2: yeah yep yeah. quick little synopsis uh we finished six of crows part uh four through six um, which is the, the all of the first book I believe that there or there is a second book it's a duology um but we got to see uh, uh the heist that we've been building up to um, with all the twists and turns we learned a little bit more about Kaz's past um, and see why he is the way he is to an extent um uh Nina takes a risky gamble, and uh, we conclude on a double cross with the kidnapping of Anege, the Wraith. The Wraith. The Wraith. Um, I thought this half was way better than the first half. I um, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Um, I actually, I enjoyed the heist. I thought there was... I thought it did a good job explaining most things. There's one big thing that, like, I was like not overly happy about that I'll I'll get y'all's opinions on here in a minute. Um but as far as like the heist and uh I liked a couple of the descriptions. I thought a couple of descriptions were pretty good. Um I still don't feel like we got a lot of our backstory stuff we wanted and like character stuff we wanted. We got a little bit with Cass. Um and it did it did like open our eyes or my eyes to um why he is the way he is like why he wears his gloves and uh all that um we see him become a little bit more human and his shell break and which really lets us figure out his his uh personality um but overall like I said I enjoyed the heist it was like a quick it was like a um saddest, it was a I don't know, like a good little like if it was like a little good little like quick episode or something. I, I I enjoyed it to that extent. What about y'all?
0: Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, like we've we've said this in the past about books because like we read so much dense that this was like a very nice palate cleanser. Um, and like I think it does that job for me where it's like it's a fun little read that I can like, I can still get immersed in it, but it's not like taking my entire brain power to, like, wrap myself around it. Um But I, I, I really enjoyed, I, I do think the second half was better than the first. Um It was interesting kind of to see some, like, some of the character arcs, as, like, between Kaz and Inej, I feel like they kind of flip-flopped from the beginning of the book. Like, Inej was where, Inej be- takes, like, Kaz's place of, like, so, like, at the beginning of the book, like, Inej is kind of, like, lost, doesn't really know, like, who she is or whatever, and then kind of flip-flops at the end and, like, figures out who she is, and Kaz is lost, basically, without her whenever she gets taken. So, I thought that that was neat. I thought that there was just some, like, little stuff like that that made the book more enjoyable for me. Um, but, yeah, overall, I enjoyed it. It was a good little read. Uh, what about
1: you know. Um... I still didn't love it, but uh, I came away from this half a, a little less annoyed and frustrated than the first half. Um, and I promise I'm not going to complain in circles for half an hour again. Uh, <laughs> apologies for that. I went back and listened to it. And I was like, oh, my God, I was being insufferable. Uh, <laughs> in. But, hey, sorry, I've been working a lot of overtime and I haven't been able to read at work. My I, I, I get touchy about what's going on in my free time um that said uh, still i was annoyed with myself um i have some like some genuinely um positive points on my notes uh jerholm was described like, like in a lot more detail um and i liked that like I, I could legitimately picture what they were doing and where they were at
2: specifically the uh the prison and the incinerator shaft for me i thought those were really good descriptions of both of those
1: yeah, and know. the ice wall, the ice yeah, wall, and, ice wall. Um, and it seemed like that was kind of a wheel of time. I mean, I don't know the the dragon eating its own tail thing, like the Ouroboros. Ouroboros is pretty, yeah, pretty common, but um, I thought that was cool. And the sacred ash tree, yeah, sacred um, ash tree, the, the um, lab. yeah, the lab and uh, the the Grisha holding cells, the the secret bridge under the bridge to yeah. get to the island. Um, all that stuff was pretty cool. Um. I I had I had some issues still, Um, mostly plot conveniences though, not plot holes. Yeah, yeah. and I think that's a a step up. Um, My I think one of my biggest
2: complaints still is the magic system, as far as like what these people can do, because it seemed to me like Nina was just fucking, like she's just walking through corridors, snapping people's necks, choking them, stopping them. Like she had, she was so powerful. And it just seems like that is not how that was supposed to be from what yeah. like, was previously described. Right. Um, and if she is that powerful, like, I feel like she can do a lot more than what she was doing.
1: Yeah. But, and and I'll, in a very similar vein, uh, Jesper just overpowers two uh, Parem powered up um, squalors. Or tie yeah. collars. I forget what and the, he which they And he has no were. clue how to use his powers and stuff. Yeah, he, he just straight up overpowers two people on Jura Perm, which I thought was that that was that was a little beyond convenient. You know, yeah. that was I
2: love the twist sketch. that he was he was a Grecian. I love yeah.
1: that. Yeah, I like um, that too. And it seemed like Kaz had known that. Um and I didn't that that one wasn't like um ooh, this you know, I need this to happen for the plot to no, like it seemed like she actually set that one up. Um, yeah. Like why he was so valuable to Kaz, and why maybe why he had so much faith in Kaz because Kaz was keeping that secret for him. Yeah, like that that seemed pretty intentional, which I appreciated. Uh, I actually, I, I really didn't have a, a big
2: problem with the heist, except for um, the incinerator shaft was just a a big thing for me because. And correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but she, they throw some cloth in there, and it immediately bursts into flame. Yeah. And then Inej gets in there, and her rubber shoes are melting to her body. I don't yeah. know. Like, if, this, if 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 it's hot enough for clothes to immediately burst into flame and rubber to melt to a body, your body's not going to...
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I work like in a in I work in a kitchen. I use cloth rags yeah. as as hot hands all the time. If if they're even like a little damp, they will ste- immediately steam and burn the shit out of you. Yeah. Um, if there's a hole in them, like if it's if it's hot enough to light a rag on fire, you can't get within like a foot of it. I'm a welder and like. I deal with uh, yeah, yeah very hot shit all the time.
2: And I work in a like, library, so I mean <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> when uh, when they come in and start burning those books. Yeah, I mean, man. Just... <laughs> fair night four fifty one up
0: here.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, so the incinerator shaft was a big one for me. And that I mean, that's probably like I don't know, a lot of people it's probably way easier for them to blow past that than it is for us because we do deal with, with hot shit and, and but like to melt rubber even like it's got to be hot. It's, it's hot. Be hot, hot wasn't it
0: to like rubber? The only reason like she survived or whatever because the rain cooled it or something.
1: I mean, look, you can reach into a 350 degree fryer with a rubber glove on. Yeah. So I mean, it's got to be like 600 degrees in there to be me- Well, I I don't know. I mean, this is old school. Like their rubber wouldn't have <laughs> yeah. been that great. But, but we're get- we're getting a little nitpicky. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. but it's just it. It's it's just it's very, very it's-, it's very like. If you deal with to me, it's obvious. Day, yeah, yeah. To me, If you it deal it's with hot obvious. metal all day, you read that and you just go, No. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, like the like they throw the cloth in there and it immediately bursts into fire. Like that's gotta like that like that's a high like like don't get me wrong, cloth it's easy to catch on fire, but to burst into fire I like, mean seven, eight hundred degrees. It's it's gotta be hot. I don't know, I don't know about seven hundred I don't know the exact temperature, but like your body's like not meant for that heat. And she's climbing, she's touched, so the, yeah. the incinerator shaft around her is going to be scorching fucking hot, and she yeah. is touching it. I don't care that she's got these gloves on. <laughs> yeah, especially
1: Kaz's cloth gloves, yeah. or whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was, my, my my biggest one, the biggest one that, that like, just, just made me roll my eyes, like the incinerator shaft, and, and I mean, I had that thought with the incinerator shaft, but I just, you know, kind of moved it along. Uh, was the wax, the paraffin wax, on Nina and yes. Jasper's arms? Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I was, which like, we don't know what it looks like. We don't know if it blends into the skin. We don't. Well, but okay. And and to make it like a larger point, so I'm not just harping on it. Um, it the plot conveniences I think would have been solved just by letting us in a little bit, giving us like ten percent of the plan. Um, it, you, you know. If we had some nod to the fact that they're that they had paraffin wax, you know, if there was some like e- even really vague mention of any of the the conveniences prior to them happening, yeah. I, I think it would have been a lot more satisfying and a lot less like jarring. Like, oh, but wait, why? What? Huh? Even uh, something as as far, as far as long as like,
2: um, oh, we know they're going to be checking for Grisha. How are we getting past that? And Kaz can say, oh,
1: I've yeah. got a plan.
2: Like they, they yeah, don't have yeah. to even mention paraffin wax. But it's
1: right. just like they get there and they're, they're already ready. Yeah, because it, it seems like a lot of the time, um, like Kaz, it, it seems like Kaz doesn't have a plan at all. It seems like there is no plan, and they're just going to walk in and wing it. Um, and then a moment of tension comes, and then it's revealed that he did see it coming, and it, it just feels. I, I think that's probably the the largest issue I have with like the narrative of the book um, is that the conveniences kinda... weren't like set up.
2: I could kind of get past all that just because it is a heist. It's a it's a heist show or heist book, and like that does happen a lot in heist books. Like the heist happens, and then like like you see, but but I agree.
0: What was going to happen? Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, But as far as like, I think the only other thing I really had a problem with was the uh, uh, broom or Brum, broom, the commander. Mm, yeah, him being, him being alive or whatever. And then them automatically having the plan for the, uh, or that was the original plan, but they didn't know he was alive or something like that. Having, uh, uh, Matthias, like fake double crawl, like triple agent. Um, mm. but overall, like I actually, I thought the heist was fun. I enjoyed it. It was fast paced. Um, I, I drove home yesterday, it was like a 10 hour drive, and I listened to it, and it was really easy to stay awake and listen, and, um, uh, I, like I said, I enjoyed it, I enjoyed the double cross at the end, even though I knew it was going to happen, um, I liked the way they, they fixed it, as far as, like, Nina, uh, using her powers to change, uh, Wylan's face, um, even though, again, like it just seems like her powers are just the answer for everything, and it seems like, even though I know she was on Jorda, but still, um, I enjoyed the part where uh, Kaz like shows his like emotional signs like and like looks at an edge and he loses an edge and he's about to like, and you know he's about to bring out the demon to get her back, but um, yeah, I overall I enjoyed it. Way, I way better in the first half. Like we could take the first half out. And just say like like put like one chapter of them like okay we're gonna this is the plan this is what you know and then yeah. but um I still wish we had a little bit more like character development uh we did see Casgrove, but you know he's kind of the only one yeah
1: yeah oh okay one one more plot convenience that are, it wasn't a, it wasn't even a convenience it was a plot inconvenience um the Grisha steel thing uh did, did that. Did that do anything for y'all? Because when when the Fjordans I mean, sense came out had with the had... Grisha steel, it makes sense that they have a countermeasure to the Grisha. Yeah. I was just like, how does how has this not come up before? Like, yeah, at, at no other point in the imprisonment and enslavement of Grisha has Grisha steel come up. Like that that was a little.
2: To be fair, there's not supposed to any be any Grisha there because usually when they run into Grisha, they just pretty much, yeah, okay.
1: yeah. I, but, I, I legitimately enjoyed the way that she handled the um, kind of zealotry aspect of yeah. the Fjordans. Um, I, I, I legitimately like that. I thought she handled that pretty well um, in like showing and not telling. Um, she shows you that they're hypocrites without being like, look at these filthy hypocrites. Yeah. Yeah. As far as them
2: like you trying to use the uh, Jordan, like the addicted um Grisha to do stuff yeah I re- I like that part too and it's just like um uh like when he's leading Nina over to there and like he's like playing his part or whatever the broom guy Brum, I forgot his name um, I think it's Brum. yeah but you can tell like he's like uh a really like holier than thou kind of dude and then you get him in there and uh He's got all these addicted guy or addicted grisha, and he's using them as weapons and stuff. And then Matthias, who is like a, was a devout, like believed in what Brom said. He's like, so you basically are like everything you taught me. You're going against. And then yeah. Brom's like trying to spin it. I thought I thought she did handle that really well. And Brom like, or I hope I'm saying his name right. If not, then uh, you know, but um. Uh I thought he was a decent like like villain. Like Yeah.
1: Well, were there opposition. any highlights of the heist for you, MD?
0: Highlights of the heist?
1: Yeah, anything that like uh stood out as, as like good or bad. Just just stood out. I mean,
0: not really like Dylan was saying like we saw the betrayal kind of coming. Like we knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Um I don't know. I I enjoyed it cuz it was like it was very like to me it felt like very fast paced, but I think it's because we're we've been used to doing a lot of like slow burns. And so I enjoyed that aspect of it. But um like kind of like you're saying, like the predictability of a lot of it, while like that's not necessarily a bad thing, it's also like not also a great thing too, you know? Yeah. And so um but yeah, no, I I did enjoy it. But it's not like, I would definitely put other things on top of this. You know what I'm saying? Oh
2: yeah. I, I will say there were some, a lot of decent stuff that I didn't predict though, because I I predicted that somebody in the crew was like, uh, consciously going to betray them, oh. um, and then then we find out that it was just uh, Jesper accidentally said something and uh, yeah.
1: I, I thought that was a little bit less compelling than it could have been if she had explored a betrayal. I agree, personally. I, agree. Um, I, I well, get, I, I get why she did it. Uh, yeah. Right, like she probably really liked Jesper as a character and just well, wanted I was, to keep him around.
2: I was uh, going to say, personality-wise, it doesn't really make sense for any of them to betray. Right. Yeah. If they yeah. had somebody else in the in the crew that was a little bit more of a, you know, like conniving guy or whatever, even if he's like. You know, just little things she you she puts in there where you see instead of like it actually telling you, yeah, it would make more sense. But Jesper's, like actually seeing like he's okay with like killing and shit. But it actually seems like he's one of the more morals moral people of the crew. Yeah, um, at least I got that, Bob.
1: I don't know if y'all did. Um, yeah, I mean he didn't want to kill. He didn't want to kill anyone just for the sake of being like cruel. Um, yeah but I don't really think that any of them did. Um, Kaz is just kind of apathetic and like indifferent to it. Um, but Inez, I think is probably bothered by it. Nina is definitely bothered by it. Um, Matthias is, you know, still kind he's, he's still a zealot, uh, a little bit. Yeah. Um, so i don't i think he could probably justify it but again i don't think he's like excited about killing and then wyland is like green and yeah kind of you know but i i I really feel like
2: we saw some growth from him too
1: yeah Um, yeah
2: especially like tricking his dad
1: uh yeah which i thought the he can't read thing i was like i I feel like you could have come up with a better reason for him to Hate his son, um, even if it's shallow, because like he, the whole idea, right, is that he's like a, a wealthy merchant, materialistic. Yeah. Like, you know, it can be a shallow reason. I just thought the can't read thing was a little weird, but the the letters being a way of mocking him, I, I legitimately thought it was cool. Yeah, I, I liked that. I thought that was a something. Uh, I don't know if I've I've
2: seen that in a book before. Uh, something like you, using what they can't do. Well, I mean, I'm sure I have using something they can't do to mock them. But not like that, like letters. Because, like, we thought he actually wanted his son back. Um, yeah. Uh, something else I didn't see coming was uh, Kaz letting Pekka go. Um.
1: That one bugged me a little. What, whose blood uh, was on his sh- shirt? Whose blood was on his shirt? Solomon that,
2: and how did Pekka get out?
1: Yeah. Uh, the prison scene was uh, the most plot-holy part of it for me. Um and again, this was a, a situation where I was sitting at home just listening to the book and not not doing anything else, just taking notes on it. So I got lost. I've, I've been lost in the sauce this whole book. Try um, not to say offhand negative things, but um, yeah, he. So in the first prison scene, um, he he attacks that guy in the cell uh, through the bars. The guy is in the other cell. No, he... the guy's
2: in the cell with him, pushes him through yeah.
1: the bars. Pretty sure it says after the fact that he's in the cell with him. Because he, he pulls him through the bars and dislocates no, his so No, so the, so the guy, the the guy
2: comes for him, and he, like, does his shit and puts his arm through the bar. And then he pushes his body so the arm hmm. dislocates.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, then, then when they're gallivanting around the prison... Yeah, some of that stuff didn't really make that much sense, but it that was it was pretty easy to overlook.
2: Yeah, Uh, something else that's easy to overlook, but it's like something that like I noticed because I noticed little shit like this. But it's like Kaz gets around really well for a (laughs) gym.
1: Yeah, yeah, he doesn't have his cane, and he's just like sprinting around the the prison.
0: Yeah. Uh, kind of like one thing for me that I didn't like. And maybe this is just because, like, I'm always like, I want character death. I want character death. Was whenever Kaz drowns, that they just bring him back, like, in the very next chapter, like
2: again. I- though I feel like that goes into Nina's power. Like, I feel like Nina's powers, like she was way more powerful than she should be. Yeah, I feel like it was just an easy out. It's like, oh, we're running into guards. Nina can just snap their necks with a twist of her hand. Oh, yeah. uh, we need information. Nina can just get it out. Uh, oh, we died. Uh, Nina can just massage her heart and bring it yeah, back to life. I don't
0: know. I just, yeah. as much as Like I the
2: Jordan, know. I understand, like when she controls everybody, we see, that mirrors the very first chapter. I'm 100% cool with that because we we understand how powerful the Jordan or the Pyrem is, and it, like I said, it mirrors the first chapter of what she can do and all that. But it's just like, throughout the entire heist, it just seems like she's like super powerful.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I just always like character death because it feels like there's stakes on the line. I and, do too. Yeah. And so, like, whenever I read like that, like he opened his mouth and the water rushed in, like, like he's drowning. I was like, oh, this is actually consequences are happening. And then nothing really happened with it. I was like, well, okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, Kaz probably wasn't the character I would have picked to die, but no. Well, uh, I thought
0: Loki when that when I read that that. Cause like this, like I said at the beginning, like I feel like this whole story was about Inej finding, like herself basically, and so I thought Kaz's death was going to be like a true defining moment, and I was like, oh, yeah, dang. Well, and so... okay, can we so...
1: can we talk about the um, so like there's a there's a romance between all six of the characters, right? right? Um, basically, yeah. yeah. So I I just want to go through those because I think. Um, start with a good one. I think Kaz and Inej by the end of it was, was pretty well written. Um, yeah, Yeah. it made sense. Um, Inej had agency and had, you know, come to know herself and Kaz realized what, you know, that what he he wanted. Yeah. Right. And he, he was losing her her because, you know, he had, because his priorities weren't in line with what would, you know, what would really make him happy or whatever. I, I thought they were pretty well written. Um, where y'all at on them? I, I agree. Um, I
2: I really like the uh, relationship between the and Kaz. I like the fact that he asked her to stay, and she said uh, uh, no because she still wanted him to to. Uh, she come said, out. "I'll
1: have you without armor or not at all." Exactly, and I I thought that I was, was pretty well. Yeah, pretty well put. I, I thought that was
2: uh, well put too, and I like that it wasn't just easy for him. Like the first thing he says is, you know, stay, and she's like, no, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, I uh I liked it because like at the beginning of the book, like Kaz was willing to risk his life and Inez's life for like his stakes in the Fifth Harbor or whatever, and then by the end of the book, he's like trading it just for the chance at getting Inej back. It's like yeah. very clearly like. His priorities have. His priorities shifted. They've changed, and the relationship has grown over the course of this book. I feel like that was the most like authentic. You know what I'm saying?
2: Which is really good character growth. Oh yeah. I just wish. I just wish we had more More to go on from the first. Like
0: Kaz and anesh's character growth throughout this book were like the prime focus, and everyone else I just felt like was kind of stale.
2: Yeah, and she wants to become a sailor to go
1: get uh capture slavers because that's. That, I mean, I, that's a book I would probably read. Honestly, yeah, that sounds yeah. interesting. I like pirate books. I like ice yeah. books too. But I'm uh, with we'll see, and
2: that would be a, so. Another cool part to, of that to me is like, if Kaz gives up all everything to go with her and do what she wants, him being on the ship too would be really cool. Um, I'm just wondering, like, where all this was in the first three parts. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I think yeah. if you make those thir- first three parts, uh. Well, no, just make those first three parts more fleshed out about characters and stuff. This yeah. would be a really good book.
0: Yeah,
1: because it's like I mean, around... I, th- I think it would be um, a fine book. Yeah, well, I mean out, some of that stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, like a six and a half, seven. Total. Yeah, yeah, I could see bet- between like a five and a six. I don't. It's all subjective. Like, who cares? Yeah, you know, yeah. some people it are going little... to enjoy it. I think it, it would be. So I lower, think it would
0: but... be slower than us. So yeah, <laughs>
2: but um. <laughs> Well, like, like I said, I really enjoyed this this last part six. There were, like a, there were a couple inconsistencies, but it, it's stuff that I can look over.
1: Um, yeah, I think with the context of like walking into it and knowing it's a, a YA book, it's a little easier to look over some of that stuff. But yeah. it's, it's just generally harder for me to forgive uh, poor character development and like inconsistent yeah. characters. Yeah. Um, and I think the first half of the book was a lot worse about that stuff. Um, yeah, than the second yeah. half. Well,
0: I and kind of like to put like, I think my thoughts on it. It's it's like, Kaz and Inej I don't think was that bad of a job of like character growth and development. But I think because yeah. there were so many other people involved, that it felt like it was a lot worse than it actually was. Because like for me, I kind of my focus was on Kaz and Inej most of this book. I didn't really care about the other people, kind of like we talked about. Like because we didn't I agree have with a that reason too. Yeah. And so because of that, I feel like when I'm going to probably rank characters, I'm more so just ranking Kaz and Dinesh because like, they're the ones I actually felt attached to, I guess.
1: Well, by the end of the book, I really liked Jesper. And I, I said in our last video that I thought I would really like Jesper. Um, Cause I thought he was going to be the comedic relief and the loose cannon. And those are characters that I usually like a lot. Um, like the Sanza's. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Those are characters I usually love in books. Um, and by the end, I think he did kind of get to that spot. Um, but he, he still didn't really get a lot of the comedic relief, except in the scenes with him. I feel like
2: Dylan. he needed a little more,
1: um, I think just screen time. I think, yeah. I think just, just yeah. pages devoted. Cause to like, you didn't
2: ever explain why he's like so addicted to gambling.
1: Um, it's the eternal rush. Yeah. Uh, dude, dude has ADHD. It's yeah. That's all it, what is. it
0: is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, which okay that leads me to the second romance i want to talk about because it's the one that i am still fairly positive on um Jasper and Wylan seems yeah. like they're flirting with each other you know yeah yeah, uh, yeah. and uh yeah i just uh, i i don't know the first at first when it got revealed that that Jasper was gay I, I was a little off-put, cuz not not because i have to give a shit that he's gay but like I, it just felt a little cheap and like uh let me grab the gay audience yeah, real quick. Yeah, but then she developed it, and it got a lot better, yeah. and a lot more tasteful.
2: So uh, I saw it coming because, like, when they're on the, when they're in the harbor or whatever, and the ship blows up, he makes like an offhand co- uh, comment to Wylan about kissing him or something while they're running oh, away. Right. Okay, yeah, I, I, I forgot what he said, but it's I, maybe it's after the the. I uh, mean, I don't know, but it, it's something like he is very flirty towards while throughout throughout
1: yeah well i mean yeah. just you know the way dudes talk shit to each other sometimes is like almost yeah. flirtatious so it was yeah. like you know it just seemed like he was being buddy buddy to me yeah you ever uh,
0: played video games with me i talk yeah. up my boys
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah by the end of the book i i thought that that was um that she had handled that pretty well. Yeah, um, it wasn't like tasteless and crass. It was like, oh no, these are just two humans and like they're like in the early stages of like flirting with each other and feeling this out yeah. and like what, it, whatever.
0: It's like they're in the awkward stage of romance. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And well, like, what of, really, that might
0: be why it feels awkward at first, kind of.
1: Yeah. What
2: really turned it for me was because, um, like you said, I felt it was just a cheap, like throw it, like let's throw in a gay kid. Um, but when while in was or Jesper says something along the lines of like it'll impress the girls and Wyland's like
1: just not girls? just the girls. Yeah,
2: and uh, yeah, that that part really turned it for me because you can see
1: like he's like feeling him out, seeing where he's at, and then Jesper's like pretty open about it. But, yeah, um, and then Wyland's like nervous, but he's still kind of there for it, and it's like yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah.
1: yeah. I th- I thought the way that she handled that was actually pretty good. But if that's settled, can we can we move on to the third romance? Yeah. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> I've got problems with this take shit. It,
0: take it, take it away.
1: Why the hell are this message? This book is is marketed to young adults, right? Right. Teenagers Our and and are teenagers. you know, yeah. pe- people going into their twenties, I guess. But but teenagers and. Th- Nina and Matthias is just the whole point. The whole theme is you can change him, and, and I don't think that that's super healthy to be. Like, so, you know, I'll say what I think about it. for,
2: go for it. They started off as enemies. They're they're literally their two countries are absolutely against each other. They've grown up hating each other. Like it makes sense for them to hate each other. Well, then they get to this point where they have to rely on each other. And that that builds bonds. They can like, you know, flirt a little bit. My problem's the time frame, really, because I, I think yeah, that it's very short. I think that they can come together and then when she betrays him, he's like, Okay, everything that I, I knew I heard about Grisha was right and he hates her. But then he can't get over the feeling that he actually loves or that, you know, he had that love for her and he's he's at war with himself. I understand that completely. Like I don't have a problem with that. Um well, it it's, just it's, seems like
0: he's very, he's very wishy-washy with it. And yeah, it's
1: like... And the larger problem I, for me is is Nina being okay with him. Like, he's an abusive asshole to her for most of the book. And, and not abusive in, like, uh, he's dismissive of her, doesn't take her... You know, whatever. He's literally abusive. He, he, he is, like at best emotionally abusive and several times physically abusive and she's just like oh I, I'm I mean, eating this shit up I want to kiss him so bad um, And <laughs> like
2: yeah I feel like I feel like on. the I feel like the uh which this goes back into the uh, mainly the first three parts but like when they're like sitting there and like um like hating it, or he hates her and all this other stuff and they're like oh but I want to kiss her yeah I feel like that's really like, I feel like that was kind of poorly done. Like, I think you can like outwardly show like, be angry and act like you hate somebody and really be attracted to them or whatever. But um, the way it was written was kind of, eh. But, uh, I don't know. I feel I feel like the relationship makes sense to an extent because they did rely on each other.
1: It's just like I'm not saying that I haven't seen this in the real world a thousand times, I'm just saying is not the greatest message to send to a bunch of kids. I
0: I, I can I, I'll get on board with what's in strain with that.
1: Yeah, but she I mean and, I mean and you know then you get into like is the author responsible for like, you know, what morality know, someone yeah. infers from you, you, you know, you get yeah. into all that yeah. soon. No, it but,
0: definitely it definitely does uh, kind of get
1: those vibes of like the
0: toxic relationship status. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking and, at it and... from a
2: realistic standpoint, though. Like, realistically, like...
1: It, like Yeah, I mean, people are going to see these kinds of relationships oh. around them, um, you know, if not experience them, but... Well, just in a I fantasy just, setting. You know...
2: Like, I'm not even talking in a real world setting, because, like, real world setting, everything's... <laughs> Everything goes, pretty much. But... yeah, uh, In a fantasy setting, like, this is something that I feel like is in a lot of fantasy, as far okay. as, like, if they start out as enemies, and then they go. They get into a life or death situation where they've got to rely on each other, and then a romance will. Uh My problem again yeah. is is the time frame they spent together, and it being that strong of a bond.
1: I feel like it should take yeah. more time. Which I'm granted, and she did death, like that. That part doesn't bug me as much because, like, life or death yeah. situation, like intense scenarios are gonna like make you know, any emotions around the scenario more intense, I would think.
2: But, I mean, she also spent a year waiting on him trying to get him out. But that was more of a her feeling guilty thing. Yeah, that was, like, shame motivated. To me, the relationship seems less like a relationship and more like lust. Like, it just seems very lust. Yeah, which... Which which is fine. You know, know, do your thing.
1: Toxic relationships in the real world typically have that element going for them too. Yeah. Uh, That's, you know...
2: Yeah, I'm fine with that, but it's, like, him going from, like, I don't know, like I said, he feels really wishy-washy. Like, he'll go from, like, still mad at her at multiple points, and then at the end, he's, like, vowing to give his life for hers.
1: Yeah, he says the, the Drew Scala vow for her instead of yeah, Florida. Uh, okay, that's that's my diatribe. I thought the I thought two out of two out of three romances were like decently handled, yeah. um, and pretty well explored. Um, what else, what else? We, we did, the ending. We should probably talk about the ending. Yeah. Cause yeah. Because I think we're gonna have very different opinions of the ending. Okay. Uh, MD, you want to start off?
0: I mean, I kind of already gave mine. Like, I thought, like at the end of part five, that the ending was going in a completely different way. I was like, oh, she actually killed a character, like. Kaz is dead this story is actually about Inej and like what's gonna be next For her and Kaz comes Back and I was just kinda like Okay and then Inej gets Kidnapped or whatever and I'm like Okay Um <laughs> Yeah that's that's like I, I didn't see it Coming but not in like the good Like oh I didn't see that coming Like I just didn't see that coming You know what I'm saying like I thought it was yeah, going yeah. in a completely different Direction and I was kind of disappointed that it went in that direction. But, I mean, it Uh, set itself up for another book.
2: Yeah. I, as far as, so, like, I don't feel like it, I feel like you could have made this book a little bit longer, and uh, you wouldn't need another book. But if you're going to set up another book, I like the way they did it, because I think it's going to make, um, I think we're going to see a lot more growth from Kaz. Have to. I think he's gonna have to like get like he's on his like dark path right now, and then like he's gonna like save her, but she's not gonna like who he is when he saves her or something. And he's gonna have to grow a lot more. I think that set it up really good. I like the fact that um, there's like a lot more real stakes on the line as far as Inez's life. Um, uh, I like the fact that we didn't cheap out and just lose our revenge against Pekka. Because I think in the next book, I think part of it's going to be him getting an edge back, and then the, I think Pekka's going to have some involvement in it, and that's going to fuck Kaz over, and he's going to go against Pekka. I think the main, I think the main, uh, I don't think Vanek and Kaz is going to be the main, uh, uh fight. I think the
1: next going to be the antagonist of the next. Right. One. I think
2: Pekka's is going to end up being the antagonist, which I like. If she does it that way, I hope she does.
1: I would um, prefer it that way personally.
2: I, I do too because I think I think
1: Vanek like
2: as much money as he got, he has and um, as probably as smart as he thinks he is he's not a part of their world and like this whole book set up Kaz's revenge against Pekka Pekka Robbins. Yeah. I would really like to see Pekka be the main antagonist, even if he like, and we we see it there at the end too. We see him saying like, "I hope Eck kills him because if not, I'm going to have to." I really think something's gonna happen and like maybe Pekka gets a hold of Inej or Pekka gets a hold of the kid or the silver or something and they go against Pekka. Um which I would like. I think Van Eck trying to take control of like the merch, merch council makes sense, like he's power hungry. Um the the betrayal makes sense.
1: Um uh, I think the betrayal makes a little too much sense if he, if, he, if you know what I mean, like it was,
2: yeah, but hard I think, it, not I think it, see
1: it coming right, I think it had to happen,
2: like yeah, I even perfect. said in the first or in the last time, I was like, I don't think thenick's gonna actually pay him. um right. I think my biggest problem with it is the fact that the kid doesn't actually know how to make the shit, <laughs> like he he says he has kind of an idea, but like he doesn't actually know how to make the the pirate um.
1: I mean, he's a lot closer than anybody else is to it. Um, right, and is you know he's been working with his dad on it the whole time. Yeah, I didn't really have a problem with that. Um, with what's his name, what was his name? The chemist. Um uh, is the. Oh yeah, I didn't have a problem with any of that stuff, um, and I'm I've been pretty nitpicky about the whole book, but like that one didn't really bug me that much. Yeah. Well, I mean, I thought it
2: made sense that the he the.
1: That he was I, developing it to like help his son hide his yeah, power, yeah. I like that yeah. they explained why he developed it, right? Um, yeah, and they that you know they left room for him to still be like uh morally upright while yeah. creating this like terrible it, drug,
2: exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, well, so I, I didn't hate a lot of the parts of the ending. Um, what what I didn't really like. I, I thought that she could have just cut it after Inej gets taken. And it would have been a lot more impactful. Because that the last Pekka chapter? Yeah, the last chapter with Pekka to me was just like, ooh, he pickpocketed me. He's dangerous. Look out for him. Like, it was very eye rolly, like YA to me.
2: But so, like I said, I'm hoping that
1: sets up for
2: Oh, like, I get I'm why not, she
1: did it. I, yeah, I get I'm it.
2: hoping like that one line where it's like, I hope Bennett kills him because if not I'm gonna have to, is setting up for Pekka being right.
0: the Yeah. Yeah.
1: I just think yeah. that the like emotional stakes were like an, at an all time high for the book after Inej gets nabbed. Yeah. So yeah, I think but, uh, that would have been a more like impactful place to maybe. just like hard stop. Yeah. yeah. Like Matt, like Matt
2: said though, like it showed, like it it used that chapter also to show how much Inej means to his Kaz. Him, yeah. well, it shows it gives, how much he, that
0: Kaz changed. Through yeah. It, well, like,
2: it, he literally gives away everything that he worked for years to obtain. Yeah, like he gives
1: really? everything that he's worked for away just for a chance a
0: chance her. at saving her, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I just thought the spot. pickpocketing thing, where he like stole the pendant and the buckles off his shoes and his watch. Well, he still
2: stuff. hates him. Like it's kind of like, yeah, a, like I know he hates small, him. But... Small victories, you know.
1: Yeah, after the fourth thing that he listed, though, I was just like, "Oh come on!" Really? No, the, bu- like... the I like everything but the buckles on the shoes. Yeah, the buckles on the shoes don't make any sense. When did he bend down? How did he get down there? Yeah. Also, pendant on his chest, like it, okay, because there are pickpocketing scenes all the way through wise of Lamora, all the way through *Gentlemen Bastards, and those are some of my favorite scenes. They're, they're always funny, uh, but it always gives you a nod to, like, um, you know, it, it kind of explains it. It doesn't, like, completely explain it. Like, there's still some, like, mystery to it, but it's like, oh, tapped him on the shoulder and took his kerchief, you know, like, and he, it just makes sense. Like, like it, it did
2: with Inez when she took the necklace.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With, Which, again, again
2: was. was a good scene for me. I liked that part, because I really thought yeah, I mean, was the whole in...
1: menagerie thing was... was I thought Inez in was
2: in trouble. Like, I didn't think that yeah. was part of the plan.
1: I did think it was a little stupid that the menagerie people were there with no explanation for why. Like, I mean, no, I get like it that they're said prostitutes, the first... but, like, you couldn't find prostitutes not three weeks away from where you live? It said in the first part... In a part... fantasy world?
2: It said in the first part that the... Um, the Ketterdam, like, prostitutes are, like, some of the best in the world, and that they... That the menagerie specifically goes to this party every time they have it. Oh,
1: okay. I guess I should yeah. move past that part, but um, um, it was fair like the first Part. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. To be fair, like, I really wish that first part was written better because this would have been a book that I, I, I would I would probably, which I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it. Like, like, like I said, the light, It was entertaining. It was.
0: Entertaining. I, I really enjoyed the premise of it.
2: I did too, and that's. I think that's my biggest problem with it is the fact that I feel like it could be so much better yeah. with the magic system, the world, the characters. Like I really feel like it could have been like uh, a, a really good book, and it's it's kind of mid.
0: Yeah, not that it's bad or anything. Like no, no. I, I mean, it. yeah. Uh, I definitely couldn't do better, but I have. I know that better does exist.
2: I don't know if I would necessarily recommend it right like if somebody's like hey i I just got this book you think i is it any good i'd be like yeah man it's worth reading but like as far as like hey man like read this book i don't i don't know if i'd recommend it yeah um but like if you're just like if you're just looking for something to read and like you just like happen across it in the store or something yeah pick it up read it
0: um it's a good it's a good book so well hopefully
1: anybody listening to this right now has actually read the book oh yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. i just mean like they're they're probably
0: like fuming at us like Whitson doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> did you get any uh, comments yeah, on fine. that
1: TikTok you made? No, I didn't. Um, that one actually did not did not get even a third as many views as the Wheel of Time one that I did right before it, uh, which is funny.
0: Do we uh, do we yeah. want to go into our ratings?
1: Sure, I'm right. ready if you are. Does anybody yeah. have anything else to say about
2: it first, though, or? I mean, we kinda, I it's, we it's mostly everything.
1: the heist, the double yeah. cross, and the epilogue scene, yeah. the outro scene. I thought the tanks were a little... That was mm-hmm. a little goofy, yeah. but I mean, yeah. that was, I was fine with that, though. I yeah, was like, was you know, I was kind of giggling at that, like, oh, come on, you got tanks now? We've got tanks? Yeah. We're just blowing through walls well, and shit? That's something
2: else, like, I, going into, like, the guns, talking about how I... <laughs> The guns were a little like I'm. A, I'm imagining like muskets and shit. and They're talking about how they're sliding back the. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, yeah. no, he. They have. Um, they have like, I don't know, like, eighteen uh, hundreds like the uh, uh, pistols. They're not like flintlocks. They're like yeah. they have a hammer, like a hammer, and uh, they're like revolvers, right? I know so at one point I believe that's it's, what I,
2: I, I, I. I know at one point I think it said he cocked the slide back. <laughs> it's like so. I'm pretty sure. I didn't sure. notice I, that. I'm pretty sure, but again, this—I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's easy stuff to slide past. But yeah. like even tanks, and they're talking about how they got like mini guns on top of the tank.
1: <laughs> or <something>. Yeah, that <laughs> like. So are they in the early like 1900s? Like why aren't they on a steamboat? If I—I I feel like if they're on a steamboat, that's what some, I'm saying. Then that stuff like, makes sense the
2: The world doesn't make sense to me because, <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: like, we're time periods. Like, people are still using swords, but we got we got weapons that have slides and
0: clips. And <laughs> Fantasy world, it's not supposed to make sense. No, I'm joking.
2: <laughs> but we're still on sailboats. And yeah.
0: Um. As always, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and rank on our three categories of character, setting, and plot. Uh, kind of self explanatory. We do kind of group world building into setting, so. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll start off with character. Uh, who wants to go first?
1: Turn, go I mean, do you want to, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Um, I think for character, I've got to give it like a three out of 10. Um, it's not a, it's not a zero or a one, but like it w- wasn't good to me. Um, Kaz was okay by the end but it took him until the end to get there to me um, Inez was always kind of fine but, but n- not like not a spectacular, spectacular. character yeah. um, Nina had funny moments but I really didn't think that the rest of her story like it made sense for her to be the comedic relief character I, I didn't really get that um, Matthias is nothing <laughs> like <laughs> I I don't know maybe somebody out there he's he's their favorite character (laughs) and they're just like how dare you but um yeah he was he's a religious zealot and he loves Nina and that's it uh Wylan um I could definitely see Wylan getting a lot of development in the next book because there's like there's potential there um and Jesper same thing there's potential there but like largely unrealized to me so yeah, I I'm all right with one out of the six characters, and like kind of optimistic for two of them, and then just yeah, three out of ten. Yeah,
0: I I think I'll give characters like a four and a half out of ten. Um, I I I really, I mean I said it from the beginning. I really have enjoyed Inez's and Kaz's like development. I feel like that was the highlight of the book for me was just the story of them. Um. But, yeah, like, the other other characters, I just kind of felt like were very stale throughout most of the book. Um, but I think Kaz and Inez just kind of makes up for that. So, it's not bad, but it's also not great. You know what I'm saying? So, it's four and a half. That's what I say. I really like Kaz.
2: Um, I like how it explains why he wears his gloves. You know, his brother died from that sickness, and he was surrounded by dead bodies, and they were piled on top of him. And he just, like, he can't. he doesn't like to touch skin now because you know uh p t s d basically um which we didn't really talk about that, but um, I like a I, I like i I like what the characters could be. I just don't feel like we got to see what they could be in this book for the most part um, but I think there's a lot of potential, and like I feel like if you like rewrote this book with a lot more details it'd be a lot
1: better i think (laughs) if you rewrote it for an adult audience
2: yes yes well like we were talking about last time i think she was trying to like cater more to ya and but they probably have less attention spans yeah
0: they have smaller attention spans they're not as nitpicky about details you know well
1: and suspension of disbelief comes a lot easier to teenagers i would say because i read some books that i now yeah. like yeah dude imagine yeah. us going
0: back and reading re- no Cherub. yeah right
1: like oh yeah no no no, no, no. <laughs> uh and you want to talk about toxic relationships and oh YA facts books. holy Fact. shit yeah um i read like i uh in our we uh, were from a tiny town with a shitty library with no selection and then our high school also had a tiny, shitty library with no selection. We got desperate. I read Anne Rice books. I read Interview with a Vampire. Like that book was not made for me. I'm not saying it's a bad book, but that book was not made for me. Uh, yeah. So, it, yeah. Teenagers, um, I think, get into stuff a lot easier. Yeah,
2: I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna give it. I'm probably gonna give it a four, but I do see a lot of potential for growth. Like, like I said, I I, I like the characters. I like what they could be. It's
0: just, I want
2: to see
0: more. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, I want to go into setting next. I, I I'll start this one off. So Whitson doesn't have to, um, I think setting, we said like in the beginning of the book, it was just kind of bad. It got better towards the end, but there's still like a lot of like stuff with it. Like we were saying like, when is this time period? Like there's yeah. tanks what? and miniguns, like, <laughs> but also like what? So like it's, it, I, I feel like it, it wasn't like a main focus of things we're going to flesh out in this book. And so it was definitely a weaker point, but it also wasn't horrible. So I think I'm just going to stick with my four 4.5. Like, I feel like it's a solid number for both character and setting here.
2: I liked a couple of the descriptions. Um, I like the world building. Um, like I said, I like the magic system, the concept of it, I like, I like Ketterdam as a place, I like the ice prison as a place, like, I don't feel like it was described as well as it could be, again, I see potential, um, but it's just not all flushed out, um, and I feel like that's a lot of this book, like, I really feel like, I know I said this last time, but, like, I feel like, if, like, she sent this to her editor as, like, a first draft or whatever, and they were like, "Okay, this is great bones. Like th- this book has good bones. Yeah. It's just like, you know, let's um, let's let's build a house. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So I'm probably just gonna put it. Uh, I'm probably just gonna give it a five. Put it right in the middle and just say. Because
1: um, I do like some of the.
2: I like the world building, decent amount.
0: Yeah. What about you, Witson?
1: Uh, setting um, 2 out of 10 I mean there's there's two locations in the book we don't see anything in between only one of the two locations is described in any detail I mean does that include world building I, I mean we know about Riva and like the second army thing um, I mean what, what else do we know is going on really I just, just mean so like we... as far as
2: like the magic system and like ketterdam and
1: like uh, i guess but i mean but, I'm de- yeah, i know the descriptions aren't there the descriptions are not there. right but like yeah. what you yeah, imagine... i mean that's that's my largest problem with it is and it's hard to imagine well that's it, not it's, it's not my largest problem there. with the book as a whole but like my largest problem with the setting is um it was so hard for me to ever engage with it. Cause I couldn't imagine anything. Yeah. Um, and like the, the, the thing I love about books, the, or I, the feeling I love the most when I'm reading a book is when I like, stop being aware that I'm looking at a, a page, uh, yeah. words on a page. Yep. And I never had that feeling with this book. Um, so yeah, it's, it's like a two out of 10 for me.
0: All right. And I think that's the lowest we've ever had something rated is a two out of ten we'll see if Whitson beats it with plot <laughs> dylan you take this one first
2: plot was the only thing that i felt like was actually halfway decent at the book yeah um and again like not the first like yeah, like if i'm just rating the the last half it's not bad but mm-hmm. but um, i'll just i gave the first one a four the second one a five i'll just give plot a six because I did enjoy the heist, um, I enjoyed the plot of the heist. Like I, I like that they're trying to get the maker of this drug. I like that. Uh, I get a six five. I a six
1: okay, five. What's enough? Enough. Uh, I think I'm gonna give it a four out of ten because, like, it's not the the plot's not horrible. It meanders a little bit sometimes. It and the conveniences, the conveniences kill me. It, you know, give me a red herring, a little bit of foreshadowing every once in a while. Um, but that said, the, the the plot was not like bad bad. Uh, yeah, it was just like a little below average to me. So yeah. four.
0: I uh, I really like the premise. I I uh, I think Dylan hit the nail on the head when he said like th- it feels like this were, was the bones of something that could have been better. But the plot itself, like the bones of the plot, I thought were really good. I just thought there were things like Kaz's death that I would have hoped would have been different um but needless to say like it's not bad like i really did enjoy the plot like it was very fast paced especially during the heist itself like it was like boom 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 i felt like a lot and so um i'll pro- i think i'll give it like i'm i'm really split between like a 6 and a 5.5 5, so i'm just going to go 5.7 and call it a day <laughs> cuz it's like it, it's good it's it's better than average i feel like but it could have been so much more. So, yeah,
2: I, I think that's this whole book for me. It's yeah, like it could have just it could have been more.
1: Well, I think I think we kind of just want it to be like gentlemen bastards. Like to yeah. me, it just feels like a cheap. Well, not even that Gentleman though. Bastard, not but... even that. Like well, I, I that was really some more romance, but
2: I really kept like those two books split. But like just as far as like a book in general, like I feel like it's. I feel like it's like you're you know it's 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 a base layer and like if you if you added more on top of it it would be really good.
1: Yeah. I mean I'm like, just, I'm one of those people who can like I have I reread books constantly if there's nothing on my TBR that I'm excited about I'll just go back and reread. Um so sometimes it's is really hard for me like or you know a comfort food or a favorite movie or whatever like I can just I can go back to something a, a trillion times if I love it. So even when there's not like something else eating up the time and like taking up my to-do list, uh, I, I still end up comparing things to what I could be doing, could be reading yeah. or could be watching. And economics,
0: um, that's called an opportunity cost.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, that probably doesn't always serve me, but yeah, like yeah. L- L- Liza Locke was definitely on my mind while reading this book.
2: See I I I I like I do so much like between audiobooks and actual reading. I do so much reading that especially audiobooks when I'm at work. It's so easy for me to just cuz like if I don't have anything on TBR like I'll just jump on suggested and just get one and listen to it. And which I have a really good imagination so I can listen to bad books and just kind of make my own like and world fill in them, the gaps. And for... fill in the gaps. Yeah. Um especially like because it's kind of like it's just going on and I'm just kind of like, when I'm I'm welding my my hoods down and I'm just like, like I'm in my own little world. And so like, it's really easy for me to like take, I'm almost like creating a book in my head with a bad book because it's like giving me shit to think about. And then I'm, I'm, like you said, I'm feeling the rest in, And so like, um, I don't mind like books that have a lot of, like I can put up with them a lot easier, but like, like I said, this one just seems like like I had to pay a lot more attention to it because we do we're doing this podcast, but and it just seems like I said like bare bones, like it could be a lot better. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Any any final closing thoughts as we wrap up Six of Crows?
1: Um, I am so stoked for the Black Prism. I listened yep. to chapter one this morning, and oh my gosh, I am excited.
0: We'll get that episode out tomorrow from this day's release. So. Mm-hmm. This, this should release on the thirty first, and that'll come out on the first. So, yeah, see you tomorrow. I'm also, very excited about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's a good announcement. Again, next or er, next month, we're doing the Black Prism by Brent Weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to get it, read chapter one with us, and you can uh, read along with us. Uh, make sure you share, like, subscribe, follow TBR podcasts. TBR updates. Do oh on yeah, TBRs? yeah, on your, yeah TBRs. What you got going on, Dylan?
2: uh i'm on the third book of the um what's that series malice
1: uh oh um ruin is that yeah the third book's ruin
2: yeah faithless and the fallen it's a malice valor Valor, ruin Ruin. and then wrath wrath yeah um and i'm like half i'm halfway through uh uh ruin and I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, the second book, like, it was hard for me to put down. The first book, there's a, there's a little bit of, like, it, it's kind of weird because it's, like, you know, normally books will just have, like, certain characters they follow, even if it's multiple characters. And this one does that, this series does that to an extent. Like, it does have certain characters you follow, but then every now and then you'll get a random POV from somebody. And, like, it's kind of, like, really easy in the, it was really easy in the first book to kind of just, like, ignore some of those povs especially because like things happen in the first book and in the second book where it's like they don't like it's just like it didn't really seem like they matter and then um but the second book does a whole lot better of like everything kind of matters um and it's like really like it's it's action-packed but also like got some depth to it it's i'm really enjoying it um the third book so far is pretty good but like i said the second book like was really good
0: That's dope. What about you, Witson? What's on yours?
1: So, um... I'm reading three... right. Well, okay, I haven't started one, but I'm starting it tomorrow. And that's uh, Academ's Fury. Second Uh. book. Second book in uh, Codex Alera. Loved the first one. I honestly don't know if it's gonna be as good because of what I loved about the first one. Um, Largely the characters and the setting and all of those things change in the second book, so apprehensive but um looking forward to it still uh slowly getting through dragon reborn just listening to it on the way to work and back mostly or like if i catch like an hour where i'm just gonna like stand there and chop some vegetables i'll pop a an earbud in um so that one's gonna take me a minute and then (laughs) i wanted to talk about sinlin ascends because Dylan over here, I was texting him as I was reading the opening pages, literally having a panic attack. Like, my, <laughs> my wife wasn't at home. She had gone across town to meet up with some people from her cohort. Um, And him, no spoilers, but yeah, legitimate panic attack over where is my wife? Is she safe? Did she have a car crash driving across town? Will I ever see her again? Like, it I'm only like 60 pages in but it's really well written so far. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um I need
2: to read the second book. I don't know why I haven't cuz I did enjoy the first one. Um mm. it's a little slow uh it seems like but not at the same time it's in it's in a weird spot for me because it's like it's not slow but it's like it's got like
1: Slow vibes, if that makes sense. (laughs) It's had some really funny moments, like legitimately like cackle at the book moments. Um, And like I said, I'm only like 60 pages in, so I'm going to keep on reading it.
0: Nice. Um, My TBR, so I I legitimately sat down today and like wrote out, okay, these are my priority book reads. And so I'm going to finish The Great Hunt and I'm going to finish that this week. That is my goal in life is to finish that book this week. Um, it's up on my bookshelf. I'm not going to stand up and pull it down. Um, and then after the great hunt, I'm either going to crack open Mistborn or I'm going to crack open, uh, Furies of Calderon because Whitson's been hyping it up and I've had it on my bookshelf for legitimately six years and I've just never cracked it open. Um, so either, either Mistborn or Furies of Calderon, um. But a random side note, because we're all book nerds here and I want to brag, my local bookstore was doing a, like, penny per page used book sale, and so I got five Wheel of Time books. They're, like, the last five in the series for, like, 25 bucks. Biggest steal of my life right there, and I just wanted to brag about that because everyone out there is, if you know, you know, like... Mm-hmm. I think cheap. you
1: got the good cover art too
0: I did I think I'm going to try
2: to finish The the Great Hunt Before the series That's,
0: like that's my goal out. That's my goal Yeah Yeah,
1: yeah. So, We could do a uh, Like a Patreon episode Or something Where we like um, Go yeah. through the first two seasons Once we've both Well once like I said
2: Like on. I was saying uh, About like TBR is doing Just a YouTube video About the book in general And basically doing a book talk And like what yeah. we liked about it so, I'd
1: Dude, like to yeah. do that
0: Wait And Whitson you, you still haven't seen The TV show yet Right
1: no, none of it. Okay, no, not an episode. we do You're like
0: not to. You're not allowed yeah. to. I want to watch you watch the first episode, and I just I need your commentary. Let us know down in the comments if that's something you want to, because <laughs> I desperately. Hey, am I gonna need be it. mad at it? Or yes. like I'm not gonna say yet. anything. Oh, okay. I'm not saying anything.
1: <laughs> I just want okay.
0: to hear you talk. At what, the like
1: TV. they're they're just not even in the two rivers, or like the merge <laughs> all saying, looks stupid, or
0: You'll see. I, like, I don't even care if I don't get to watch the rest of the series with you. I just want to watch the first is wearing episode. Red. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, thanks everyone for tuning in. Uh, sh- make sure you share, like, subscribe, or follow the podcast on your preferred platform. We're on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. Uh, as always, we have our Discord link in the description of the YouTube video that you can join, discuss with us, have fun, chat, vibe. It's what we do um and yeah make sure you drop a comment in the youtube for a fancy question so that way we can answer them because we run out of ideas but yeah with all that being said uh thank you all for watching and we will see you all in the next one <laughs>